their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Vlog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined with my co-host, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Guafon. Fellas, what's going on? What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Another week. Another week, another game. But before we get to that, as we're recording this, uh, Kyrie Irvin and Isaiah Thomas have just swapped positions, and uh, we have an avid Celtics fan in our midst. Cliff, I got to get your opinion on this. How do you feel about the trade? Man, screw the Celtics. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Corey. It's all good. It's, it could be a hater, man. Corey's a Knicks fan, man. He's, right. Knicks fans have been sharing all those pictures of Kyrie in their jersey. They're sad, dude. Uh, I, I mean, Kyrie is a good player. I don't think he's significantly better than IT, but he is significantly younger. So, and his contract's not up at the end of the season, so I'm cool with it. I trust everything Danny Age does, really. So, I can't I'm, just, really I'm surprised it. Danny put that pick for Brooklyn in there. Now, I know we discussed Brooklyn did a little better last year, but I don't know, man. Michael Porter coming out, you know? That's... They got the Lakers pick. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's going to be... Brooklyn will not be a top five, a, top, a bottom five team. Really. This, you don't think so? I don't think so. I'll make sure to tag this podcast in Cold Takes Exposed. Just, just <laughs> to make it. sure they have that Look, they, file. They added Russell. Uh, they get Jeremy Lin back. They got oh, they trade for Al, they trade for Alan Crab. Oh, Alan they're not going to be and and if you look at the East, like so, the Bulls will probably the Bulls, the Hawks. Those are two teams that made the playoffs that are worse than Brooklyn now. Yeah, that five to eight in the Eastern Conference might be completely uh, lopsided compared to last year. They're probably <laughs> they're better than Orlando, probably. Mm. And then if you look out west, the Lakers, they have the Lake the Celtics had the Lakers pick two to five protect uh between picks two and five. And the Lakers will probably be fourteenth in the West again. So you got Brooklyn battling for a playoff spot. I got Brooklyn probably being like Ninth to twelfth pick, I could see anywhere around there because they have they have no incentive to lose, and they are adding talent to their team. Was this the last year you all had their pick? Yep. Ah, okay, gotcha. Well, Danny's probably also thinking. I mean, how many when you're competing for a NBA championship? How many young players, like rookies and first year guys, do you have in your team? I mean, you already have. Jalen Brown, you have Tatum. I mean, how many young guys can you really throw in there with four exactly. players, IT? Plus, I mean, plus, there's only so many players that kind of thing can afford. Look, Kyrie's an accomplished player. And he's still under, year, yeah, I was gonna he's say, 25 still years 25. old. Yeah. So how many 25-year-olds that have accomplished as much as Kyrie are you ever actually able to get? Right. Being real. I couldn't believe that IT is 28. I think I just black out everything. That predates Boston. I mean, those dark days in Sacramento, I just completely have mixed <laughs> that from my memory. I was just like, I saw it. I'm like, he's 28? Little man he's 28, man. Hey. He's just a small guy. So he, and he, he still looks the same as he did when he was in. Uh, so you're not going to miss IT, Cliff? IT I'm going to severely man. miss IT. He was a true Celtic, I felt like. Or coming into being, you know what I'm saying? Wouldn't want to. But you know why I like Danny Ainge, man? 
Because like my man Tony Soprano used to say, we're running a business here, man. No feelings. <laughs> this is like a lot of co- a lot of GMs would not have treated us at times. Yeah, definitely not. Right? Definitely not. They would have nah. given him the extension. Because mm-hmm. he's been so much to us. Nah, man. But nah. you all probably knew you weren't going to resign him. So, I mean, you getting Kyrie to come up. Right. He made the tough decision. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect GMs that are going to make a tough decision. Right. Definitely. Before we get off this note, I got to say, the best meme on the internet, especially in the past hour, the, the J.R. Smith meme where he's squinting like he looks like he's smacked, best meme on the internet by far. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, the, the meme I just saw was that, with that picture and it's like, training camp, hey, when did Kyrie shrink like three feet? I'm like, oh, oh, JR, smack. I will say this. Our team, that the podcast is actually about, they have a tough decision to make, right, regarding a key player on their team. Everyone is just like, give him the money. It's just sometimes you got to be like, nah, we're not doing that. Oh, you're talking about the A-car. The A-car. Yeah. yeah. The A-train. Yeah. The A-car. So it's like, regardless of whether the fans want it or how much someone has done, I think it, the team's still got to approach it. Players approach it like it's a business, or at least they should. And so should the teams. I'll tell you one thing. If he came out there, should be, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to take it there, Kirk Hive. I won't do it. It's too early. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It. Let's take it there. That, I'm glad you brought that up, Cliff, because let's talk about preseason game number two. Uh Another week, another bad showing by the Redskins' first-team offense and defense on Saturday night. Uh, offense couldn't really get anything going until the Packers' second-team defense was in the game. The defense, you know, they did an okay job shutting down Rodgers early, but, you know, he got, gave him quick two touchdowns. Brett Hundley moved the ball well against them, which is kind of concerning. I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on the, the game. Obviously, it's just preseason. Like we say all the time, it's just preseason, but – I want you to just give me your thoughts. Is it time to panic yet, or is it still just preseason? It's preseason. Let's get our fingers off the red panic button. How many times are we going to say it's just preseason before it's time to panic? Once week one gets here. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. The only thing I was truly disappointed, like I said last week, I was looking for the offense to come out, get a couple first downs, and get off the field. We came out, did nothing. Nothing. Was- which is why basically Gruden kept the whole first team in the entire first half because we did nothing. I mean, it was good to see to get the drive before we uh, went into halftime, but the lackluster performance, I'm not going to say we need to hit the panic button. It's just, I mean, it's preseason. It's first time the players are getting back on the field. I mean, second week, it's, it's really not time to panic just yet. I could, we're not in the in season. It's preseason. They're getting kinks out. They're trying different things. It's not like we're game planning. I don't game plan for the Packers this past weekend. So, this week will be a good test to see where the team is really at. I don't care about preseason, man. <laughs> o- offense didn't Thank you, stink. Cliff. Offense stunk. I- actually, look, look, I don't care about preseason, but you guys remember a couple years ago when they were counting the number of first downs the first team offense got? <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah. I think that was the last year of Griffin as a starter. Yep. The one when he started the Houston game, mm-hmm. they were counting them, right? Every practice, there was a review of how accurate Griffin was. But that's also because the offense was piss poor. Right, 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 right. But you remember that whole training camp 
we would get a review specifically of how Griffin practiced on this three step drop. Griffin exactly. Like. Exactly. <laughs> the cousins I saw in the game against the Packers was atrocious. hundred percent. Like it had to have been a fluke. Like it's preseason. There's no way he should be playing that poorly. Right. Like I, so I'm just going to dismiss it as preseason. And I'm going to give Kirk a free pass. I mean, we got to give him some credit, though. That final drive they had before going into the half, they looked that good. That shit doesn't count. They had, like, their third stringers in. Right. I think Green Bay, I mean. But... They, had, they definitely had their backups in. Well, right. fortunately, we didn't go three and out versus the backups. I mean, he was trying to get them some confidence. That's why he kept them in there. I think it would have been worse if he had taken them out after the second or third series. We had done nothing, didn't move the ball, and then we're still having these questions going into week three preseason. Mm-hmm. At least they got, they got in the end zone, put some points on the board. I mean. It's a process, right. man. It's preseason. I feel you. They got some points on the board versus backups, though. So what if they go out here versus starters uh, on Sunday versus the Bengals, and then you don't move the ball again? Then it's time to panic. Because say what not you panic. want, but preseason game number one and panic. preseason game number two, preseason game three, that's a dress rehearsal. I mean, obviously you're not game planning the way you would for a regular season game, but still, you want to see – some semblance of what your team's gonna look like versus the Ravens look bad, whatever they played six plays on offense, whatever. Packers, you know, they stayed in for the whole first half, they looked okay towards the end. It is what it is. If they come out on Sunday versus the Bengals and they look like crap again for an entire half and a quarter, then I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be worried. I mean, because where there's smoke, there's fire. The offensive line has looked bad, Kirk hasn't been sharp. The defense has been up and down. It's going to be time to worry, but that's just my opinion. Well, the run- I will be. Okay. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't mean to cut you off with, but I'll be honest. With Kirk not looking like I thought he was going to look, it is slightly concerning. I don't think it's time to panic, but I would have thought he would have came out here with a little bit more energy, a lot more accurate. But we also got to keep in mind he's trying to get a timing down with all these receivers, and oh, we got to be. Everybody oh, hasn't been on the field together. I mean, oh, we got to be honest here, man. We gotta, it's no. not an excuse. We got to be facts. honest. You guys, your timing it's down. It's just facts. That's why you threw the ball fifteen hey. feet over Pryor's head because their timing was off. QBs need rhythm, man, and we know Kirk needs rhythm. He's nah. not that athletically gifted. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Tell me throws that he's missing that he doesn't normally miss. He's missing the same ones he misses all the time. I mean, the one that, stand, that stands out to me was just when he was moving around in the pocket, he just threw it right to Robert Kelly's feet. That was just pathetic. Uh, for me, it's the Vernon Davis. That should have been a touchdown. That should be a touchdown oh for any <laughs> any decent QB in the league that's a touchdown. Oh, are we forgetting Agreed. the – I mean, it wasn't even a difficult throw. The one was Jameson Crowder that he missed. Yeah, oh, completely missed. Crowder Crowder throw. That, completely that's, missed. That's a, that's a throw that any pro starter should hit not nine times out of ten every time. That's that's a gimme. And he, he sailed over his head. One, two, Pryor was wide open for a touchdown. And he missed him. So, <laughs> so, so with that said, I don't care. It's the preseason. It's not time to panic. To me, I've seen Kirk have hurt first halves like the one he had the other night. It's, like, it's kind of like, that looks like same old Kirk to me. The defense wasn't that bad. They just looked like they were playing against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know That's the, I mean? the point I was just about to make. This is the third time as it started that Kirk has seen Aaron Rodgers across the, the field from him. I wish that he could – obviously, he'll never be Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is 
and a nope. Hall of Famer and maybe one of the most <laughs> talented quarterbacks of all time. But if Kirk just developed a slight sliver of some sort of uh, improv to his game where he goes no. off script, because no. Rodgers is the best in the world at it. He's the best. He doesn't have it in him. No. He, doesn't he doesn't have it in him to do that. He doesn't have it in him. I, I wish he would pick that up. Because Listen, Rodgers is – Rodgers can do improv. He's Gandalf. Literally. He can do improv. Kirk is a sitcom, man. It's all scripted. He's, <laughs> like, I don't want – I have never, even from Michigan State days, I've never seen Kirk deviate from script. Like, he's never. not – So don't never. do it. Never. No. Don't go chasing waterfalls out here, Kirk. The only time Kirk does something out of the ordinary is when he takes a knee – Driving for a touchdown versus failure with the playoffs on the line, but but I'll, I'm gonna sip this tea on that. No, IQ <laughs> IQ went down to 35 on Madden that night. Listen, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm, no, gonna I'm pretty sure his, time, his, his gonna, awareness on Madden was like a 40. I'm not gonna <laughs> use this time to bash Kirk, so I'll chalk up the preseason. But yeah, but my thing is when you watch Rogers, it just tells you how big the gap is. Where Cousins is at and where the actual top key dudes are. I just wish the Kirk Hive would see that and not look at people like you're hating. It's just facts. What A Rod was doing, that's what $24 million quarterbacks do. What Kirk was doing is someone that you pay money like he's a Trent Dilfer. Sorry, Dilfer, but just saying. Shout out to Dilfer. You, you got to complete those throws, but. It's pre. Don't panic. Kirk's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be good. Well, they have they have 19 days to get this right because they can't come out versus Philly with the half stepping. Because if they do, it's gonna be a long, long afternoon. They're gonna be zero and one, and you can't afford to go zero. Not gonna be a long afternoon. The other team has Carson once, man. (laughs) Not gonna be a long afternoon. As long as that guy's on the other team. No chance of Carson Wentz lighting us up is what you're telling me, Cliff. He's not good. I didn't disagree. So even if he I'm does light it up, he would just join the list of terrible QBs that have lit us <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? Christian Ponder's best nights have come versus us. Versus us. So Jeez. him lighting us up wouldn't mean much. Actually, if anything, if he lights us up, it would just confirm to me that he is garbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be his best game of the 2017 It'll be his season. best game of the season. And they'll be like, and you know the headlines will talk about how Carson Wentz is the future. Because people are so high on him, and that guy's terrible. He's got all the tools. You're right. <laughs> He's, he, he can just he can draw up a play on a chalkboard, is what I'm convinced. We're talking Wentz. <laughs> We're talking Cousins. Wentz. We're talking Cousins. Wentz. He goes through all the reads. Because you, you guys remember when Cam Newton was on Gruden Camp? Yep. And they were crap. They were people were shitting on Newton because they because he when they were talking to him about breaking down plays and he was on the board, he didn't look so sharp. Right? Not even that he didn't look sharp. He's just he's from Atlanta, Georgia. He's country as hell. So when he articulates something to us East Coast people, it doesn't sound like he's a rocket scientist. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> really all are, it is. These are the same people that were saying Blaine Gabbert was better than Cam, so I just don't take that into any consideration. Right. And now they're telling us Carson Wentz is the second coming. <laughs> He's the second coming, all right. Mm. Yeah, of Blaine. Of Blaine. He's literally the second coming of Blaine Gabbert. One thing Wentz, I wanted to ask you guys about. So, obviously, 
Sean McVay is not here anymore. He took his talents to L.A. to be the head coach of the Rams, mm-hmm. which leaves Jay Gruden to be the play caller. The first, my biggest fear was that as unbalanced as our offense was under McVay, that would even become more so unbalanced under under Gruden. And on Saturday night, we recovered that fumble of the muff punt. And we had the first and 10 on the 16 going for a touchdown. And Gruden calls three straight pass plays, three incompletes. What's the problem? What's the problem there? It's a, it's a problem, right? It, no, that's, that's not, not I said what I said, what is the problem here? What's the problem there? Are yeah. we trying to establish a running game? Give a damn about establishing the running game. He missed a wide open receiver. Like, well, we this, know. Well, that's what Kirk does. We but know that. My, but but that's besides point, the point, guys. That's besides no, the point, Kirk. It, but if you – you can't be like, why did you call three passes? But then we're like, well, why did the QB miss these open receivers? Clearly the coach is not the problem there. That's, but that's not my point. My point is, why are you calling three straight passing plays? I mean, how, we've been saying this for three years now with Gruden. Establish the run. You got to establish the run. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the run game isn't as effective, but as long as you establish it, it sets up play action. You know how it goes. You just want some sort of threat from the run game. Guys, guys, did we run the ball well last year? No. No. I mean, not particularly, no. We averaged the second most yards per drive in the league last year. Second most time possession per drive last year. Our offense moved the ball fine. But if we were capable of running the ball inside the red zone, like Paul just stated, we were on the 16, maybe we could have put more points on the ball. Did you guys notice? We can't run the ball anywhere. That's the point of preseason. So why weren't we out there handing the ball off to Samaj P. Ryan or Rob Kelly? Why why, on your run game? We already know we could throw it. We've been throwing it since Gruden got here. Run your offense. Well, like just run your offense. The offense you always run. I don't I don't see the point in trying to run the ball because we're trying to be a better running team this year. Be the offense you always are. I would think the run game would be there to help Kirk out because clearly he can't make plays inside the 20. And say what you want about Doxson and Pryor. Without Deshaun Jackson to stretch the field, play action is going to be bigger than ever. You're going to need it more than ever, and you're not going to have any play action bites if you're not running the ball well, or at least pretending yeah, well, to run the ball well. That's all fine and well, guys. But the first play, wasn't that the Vernon Davis play, the first play? <laughs> it was, it was a, No, the first play was Rob, Rob Kelly's ankles. The second play was Vernon Davis. The third one was we overshot uh, prior. So the first play, the quarterback scrambled and threw a ball at the running back's feet. Right at his feet. The second play was a touchdown. Second and ten. Teams are going to throw in second and ten. This is the NFL. A touchdown play was called. Now it's third and ten. You have to throw the ball. I mean, so. no, no I, I don't really have an argument with Gruden's play calling. I'm just thinking, that based on what Paul said, like we're inside the 20. We're trying to get our running game going because we know that's what we stink at. We have no sort of running game these last few years with Gruden. I would think you would try to get the run game going inside the 20. But with that said, yes, the quarterback cannot shit the bed on the 16-yard line by throwing it to the running back's feet and just missing two open targets. That's Guys, unacceptable. the quarterback, if you're paying any quarterback what we're paying Kirk and how we talk about Kirk, mm-hmm. and when I see these graphics that say, like, first in the league, second in the league, third in the league, then I don't want to hear about why you throw the ball three times inside the 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we wouldn't complain if any – quote-unquote, good QB through the ball in that scenario three times. Oh, no, I hear you. No, we wouldn't complain. But my whole point is is that, like I said, my, my biggest fear with Gruden coming here was 
abandoning the run because mm-hmm. our offensive line is good. We don't really run the ball as well as you would think with having such a good O line. But you need to at least pretend to want to run the ball. You have. But to. they do. But this, that's the thing, though. They do run the ball. We just get no yards. So that's what you're telling me. Right. So it's like, how much do you want them to run the ball? Do you want them to run the ball even when it's not working just for the sake of calling running plays? But Cliff, I hear you. I hear you. But it's preseason. That's what you do, right? You work on the kinks. You try to see what you can do to run the ball. How to get something you know what I think? I think he was trying to get them a touchdown and get them the hell off the field. You, you might be right about that. It was too. a second drive, right? You might like be that right was a quick that. turnaround, second drive. Let's get a touchdown. Boom. You guys are done for the night. You might be right about that. Instead, he threw a ball to the guy's feet. He threw under threw a, a a touchdown to Vernon Davis, and then third and ten, he throws the ball into the three hundred section over Brian's head, <laughs> club level. <laughs> All right. Well, if if you don't think that Gruden has a problem, and I'm not saying there is a problem, I don't want to be the one on this podcast that makes it seem like Gruden has a problem yet because it's only week three, and he did run the ball to open the game twice in a row. It just wasn't effective. Right. I was just so what do you want me to I was do? Trying to state that it could be worrisome that especially in the red zone where we can't score that he's just going to go pass 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 and i know we're a passing team but that's still not smart right my thing is he's not the run he's not a run blocker right our own line seems to be a good pass protection on line it's run blocking as a line doesn't seem to be that great which is well, it's okay. astounding I, <laughs> I should correct though it's not great in the we aren't going to have this powerful old line where we give them the ball, uh, running back the ball 40 times. No right. back dies with us up the middle. We're not that kind of old line. My thing with running the ball is just run it enough. I can't think of too many games where I felt like we just didn't run the ball enough. We had a, a OC here who used to not run the ball enough. His name is Kyle Shanahan. We saw him pull that same trick in the Super Bowl. That is the kind of not running the ball that bothers me. If you are ahead in the game and you don't run the ball, I get, I that's get, a problem. Annoyed. I get annoyed by that. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, that's Cal's biggest problem. I, I've said this since he was in Houston, even before he came to us. He likes to outsmart himself. I, I feel like that's his biggest thing. Is He likes to get too cute at times, and we're up 28-3 in the Super Bowl, and you run the ball, I think it was like six times. You've outsmarted yourself. Definitely. But that's, be, that's because OCs get the smart label. Oh, he's such a genius. <laughs> he called that reverse. He's such a – you guys remember Gruden's first game here when he called that dumbass reverse? To Jackson. <laughs> that's <laughs> what OCs do. Like, they try to call that's things. Definitely. So that the commentator can be like, there you go, Kyle Shanahan with a great play, being a genius again. Kyle was trying to off before he went to the Bay. That's what that, that's what that was. He hmm. blew his opportunity of getting that Super Bowl ring. That's what he did. Show because, off. I mean, and Kyle had Julio Jones. That he did. But, like he was coaching players of the quality he had not really. No, no disrespect to Andre Johnson, but Andre Johnson when he had him compared to this guy, and then Matt Ryan, who's easily the best quarterback Kyle's had as as when he's been OC. Correct. Not, not even a debate. Yeah. So, but everyone gave Kyle Shanahan the credit for the Falcons' offense because that's what happens. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the offense looks this year. I mean, I think they'll be maybe not just as good, but they're still going to be potent. I mean, they still have 
like you said, Julio Jones, they still have Matt Ryan, they still have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman and Muhammad Sanu and, you know. Exactly. So, loaded. I, I mean, I, that's exactly my point, though, when it comes to running the ball, is there are guys who don't call enough runs, but I only care about running the ball when you have a lead. Like, that's the way the NFL is now. If you can't run the ball ahead in the second half of games, you're going to have problems. Do we have the ability to do that? I don't know. We're gonna I don't know. The offensive line need... has been has been giving me giving me pause. I I'm not going to give Brandon Sheriff crap for getting muscled by Brandon Williams. I'm not going to give no. him crap for getting muscled by the leverage monster. Uh, what's my, my Mike Daniels? But I mean, you have to be effective when it counts, and they haven't shown me anything this preseason. I'm not saying that they won't be effective come week one, but. I'd like to see something from the O-line that, that proves me they, hey, even against a quality D-line, which they will see D1, a very quality one, maybe one of the best, that we can still move the ball on the ground. I'm with you. I mean, they'll get a good test on Sunday. The Bengals got a good front, man. Mm-hmm. I'm with you guys, but this, this, this is a dress rehearsal, so we, we're going to see you on Sunday. We've ran the ball in the Eagles. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, the, we'll, yeah, we'll, we have. We own the Eagles we, right now, so we, we do, do what we want. We do, but their D-line is – not only is it better than it's ever been. I mean, they, they come at you in waves. There's layers. I mean, think about the guys who aren't starting. Chris Long, and they still have, uh, not Benny Logan, Vinny Curry. Is it Vinny Curry they still have? Yeah, yeah it's Vinny Curry. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they have six quality linemen. They have Jernigan, they have Cox, they have Graham, they have Barnett, who's looking like a stud. They have Long, and they have Vinny Curry. I mean, they come at you in waves. They have plenty of good linemen. Can you hold up against all that? The thing is, how many times has our O-line just got absolutely dominated? I like don't that didn't happen no, uh, not at last all. year. Even against the top D-lines, it wasn't like they were out there getting dominated. So let's but, just see it when the actual games are But that's, what, that, that's my point in saying I don't think it's time to panic because I don't, I'm not really concerned about our O-line at all, personally. I think we'll be okay up front. I mean, obviously, with the injury to Spencer Long now, we're going to – Rui is going to have a little adjustment inside. But, uh, come on, man. We we have a top five rated offensive line. I think we'll we'll be okay up front. It's just can they get some holes and can we get some yards in this run game? Talk about throwing you to your, the wolves, man. I mean, when you're a six-round pick out of Wyoming and now you're starting and you look across the line and you see Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan – I mean, that's a tough, tough first test. I hope that he's ready. I mean, no one's expecting you to be great. No one's expecting you to even be good. Just don't go out there and get Kirk killed. Just play I mean, okay. Long, Long might be back for that game. I mean, I, I'm not going to hold my were, breath. I'm not going to nah, the breath. way they were talking is it sounds like they expect him to be back. So, I mean, if he misses two weeks, it's now the 22nd. We're 19 days. We'll be cutting it kick. close. That gives we'll them five days to, to get on the field, get right, and, and get into game, quote-unquote, shape. He probably is in shape right now, but two weeks game off, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. I know, but Paul. No one's going to be in game we're shape. Talking about game shape a league, we're talking about a league where guys <laughs> play with significantly worse injuries than a knee scope. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if he's not there, though, next man up, and I, I'm right, pretty sure exactly. Callahan, Callahan but there, but, but, but is there okay. is no next man up. Who's who's Rie's backup? There isn't one. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. There is no backup to the backup. He is the next man up, though. Yeah, that's, so, what, that's, that's what I'm saying. 
you got to step up. This is how the NFL works. People get injured. Callahan's not going to let that rookie sit there to dry. He's going to adjust where Sheriff slides protection or they do something to adjust to make sure he's not on the island by himself with Fletcher Cox because we know that's a that's a debacle. So I, I'm, I'm not really concerned about that. He just needs to hold his own. They'll adjust. We'll, we'll be fine, man. Bill yeah. Callahan, that's what he's here for. Right. All right, so we've talked about what we didn't like at length on Saturday night. Let's talk about some of the things that we did like and some of the players that we were impressed by. I'm going to start by mentioning my guy, Samaj Piran. In the first preseason game, he didn't really look comfortable. He dropped the pass. He fumbled the ball. And he kind of looked very tentative hitting the hole. This past Saturday, much more comfortable. You saw that he was hitting the holes with speed. He was running with determination. And we saw some of what we expected to see when we got him out of Oklahoma, that tough-nosed physical running style. What do you guys think about Samaj Piran and what he showed on Saturday night? Progress. Progress. Not, we're not asking for much right now. Just get better every week. He's a rookie. He First week, like you said, he was uncomfortable. He had the jitters, man. Dropped the pass, had a fumble, came back, hit them holes like he was back at Oklahoma. That's all you can ask for from him right now. Just show progress each week. Just keep getting better. But he had, he had a great game. He no did. complaints here. Mm-hmm. Great game by Samaj the other night. Yeah. I mean, that's to be expected, though. First preseason game. I think it's easy for us to forget that this is their first preseason game for some of those guys. Yeah. So, uh, he looked a little bit more comfortable. And, I mean, he, we think he's a pretty good back. I don't see any reason why he won't take Rob Kelly's carries as the season goes on. Maybe not to start the year, but as the season goes on, I think he'll start getting those carries that uh, Kelly usually gets. I'll right. tell you one thing. If we have a lead in the fourth quarter, nobody's going to want to tackle that big boy running the ball like that. Hell no. Nope. That's that's 230 pounds of – Coming right at you. R- yeah, just – and behind Trent. I mean, I wouldn't want to see Trent pulling my way with somebody <laughs> behind him. I'm just I'm just going to lightly jog out of bounds. I'm just taking an L. Business decision. You going to pull a Dion? Like, like Corey's <laughs> man, Dion? Hey, 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 easy. Easy on Prime to go. Easy. easy, <laughs> easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I hear you guys on that, Samaja Piran. I mean, towards – the middle, maybe towards the middle of the end of the season, I could see him really eating into some into um, I'm excuse me, Rob Kelly's carries. Him teamed with Chris Thompson, who also had another big game. I think he had five catches on on Saturday night. I think he's one of the best third down backs in the league. He showed it again on Saturday. You know, got a lot of um, open field, made some great great catches on that swing pass on the great wheel catch. on the wheel yep. run. I mean, just the, the nuance of not throwing up your arms to show the DB that the ball's coming until the very last second. That's a pro play. That is a pro play. And that's what the, the small things he does that makes him one of the best third down backs in the NFL. I'm really excited to see what he does this season. I'm hoping he gets more touches. I've said this many, many times. I know he's an injury risk. I know he was hurt his first years in the league. He would be my starter. He would be my starter. He would get the lion's share of touches. I know it can't happen because you need him. He's your third down back, and he's one of the best who can't afford to get him hurt. But I would play him a lot more this season. I was just going to say, man, the thing that's making Chris step up like this, he's finally healthy, bro. He's doing everything we knew he could do. He did it at Florida State. Mm-hmm. He's got hands. He's got speed. He bounces it. He, he does and it all. He's he much, steps. much he's a great tougher third than down. he looks. Much, yeah, much tougher. He took the words out of my Runs mouth. Runs a lot tougher. Took the I words think, out of my mouth. I think what it might end up being is that early in the year, he, he they might – 
be trying to save him, you know, in terms of the amount of work. Yeah. But it might get to a point where only Chris Thompson is getting yards when he gets the ball out of our running backs. And maybe later in the year that his his uh his touches increase. I don't think you could give him fifteen to twenty touches for a whole season and he would hold up. So no, I wouldn't even want don't we can't do that. He's injury risk, right. man. So I think I think later in the year maybe he gets relied on more. Right. I mean, last year was his career high in touches, had 68 rushing attempts, 49 catches. My math is terrible. That's like 117 touches. Right. I mean, I would think – That's like six I, a game, I six would or like seven to see that number blown to maybe closer to 130, 140. I mean, extra – one or two game, that's all. I mean, that's not to be a major boost in touches. But for me, seven to eight touches, maybe get him on a few screen passes, a couple draw plays, maybe even let him return a punt or two. That's – I think that would be a great role for him to, to, to kind of grow into. Hey, my eyes light up when Gruden calls that screen to Chris Thompson, man. He follows his blocks. He's That's the best. Like, He's the best at that. He, he – Chris <laughs> Thompson's player. Mm-hmm. All right, who else uh, impressed you guys on uh, Saturday night? On offense? That's uh, it. Yeah. That's we it. Got, I don't have We got to talk about the Rook. We got to talk about the Rook, Fabian Moreau. Well, that's on defense. I'm talking about. I thought we were just talking about offense first. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's let's talk about Doxon. Doxon getting his first action back didn't start. Actually, was Pryor's backup. We didn't get to see Doxon and Pryor to fill the same time, but came in the game, caught a few passes. Actually, looked really, really comfortable in the offense. And, and him and Kirk Cousins seem to have a, a rapport already. I, I mean, I said this over the camp. I think that Cousins has a more has a better connection with Doxon than he does with Pryor at this point. Yeah, I think that's pretty evident. I think I think Pryor would agree with you too. <laughs> Considering the ball is fifty feet over his head. Oh, hey man, we we've, we've discussed it every week. Dotson's key is healthy. If he's healthy, he's on the field. He's going to be a dog at that wide period. Mm-hmm. He catches everything. His routes are crisp. I might sound like I'm a I'm being a Dots. I'm, I'm the leader of the Dotson High, but Queen B. I mean, I was it was just exciting to see Dotson on the field, man. Obviously, the injuries that he's had over the last year, year and a half. Clearly, I mean, him and Kirk, they had a little rhythm probably when he first got here, but he had the injury last year. Mm-hmm. I think we all know he's more natural at receiver than prior. So his routes, like I said, Chris, his hands, Chris. He's a first-round pick for a reason. He was the best receiver coming out in his draft. It's just a matter of getting him to the season healthy. I think once if he's healthy, if he's there, it's all systems go, man. I really wasn't impressed by anybody else on offense. I'm being honest. This wasn't impressed. I mean, it was a piss-poor performance, so yeah. it's not going to be too many high grades. There are some guys I like on defense. Offense, nah. nah. Okay, well, well, let's go to defense. I know that we, we want to talk about Fabian Moreau. Uh, was a, a dynamo on special teams. Was – on defense, was all over the place, broke up a few passes. He actually looked really, really comfortable for somebody making his first pro game, whether it's crazy or not. He was everywhere. He did. Yeah. I'm going to say this. He looked very comfortable in that press coverage. I mean, they caught a couple passes on him. I remember it was one down the sideline. Oh, yeah, that was a great throw by the, – the, that long throw by uh, Great Hundley. throw. That was a good throw by Hundley. But even with that said, it was great coverage. He was right yeah. in his hip pocket. Like, I, I I can't lie, man. I was impressed with Moreau. I was really impressed. Let's just hope he gets better every week. And Breland better take notice because your oh, clock yeah. is ticking and someone's on your heels. Well, hopefully he'll, he'll step up to the challenge. I mean, you have somebody, a young rookie who's hungry, who's 
drafted highly that's on your heels. Hopefully, you know, you'll step up and uh, show your worth or your job's going to be gone. Well, let's, let's, you know, let's hopefully. Calm down. <laughs> let's calm down. No, no, no. Breland's got, Breland's got to look at that and be like, okay. I need to step my game up. Exactly. Because you are no longer guaranteed anything. That's the thing about this roster being better. Like we said it before, the team is getting better. Yep. So you want to be on the field. You're not going to be on the field because solely because the backup isn't good enough to be out there. You better play well or you're going to lose your job. We see, like Will Compton has already been benched, right? Yep. I think that's, I think that's a safe – I think that's a safe – Assumption at this point that Will Compton is not going to be your starting inside linebacker next to me. Cue the round of applause. Like I, I'm, I've seen people that are writing about the team talking about Terrell McClain possibly not making the team or barely making the team. That tells you that the team has depth, right? That it's not used to having. Let me ask y'all this though: If we actually, because I've I've never actually seen a situation where you sign someone in the off season and then you cut them that same off season, is that going to be a major cap hit, or do you think we worded his contract where they may have get an out and the cap penalty may not be that bad? I, He's looking I, that terrible. Unfortunately, I did read something today on that. If we cut Terrell McLean this off season, it's going to be it's going to be a bad, ugly cap number for the next two years because mm-hmm. because the, the contract is front loaded. But if you cut him now, it's gonna be it's not gonna be good. Is he not adjusting to the defense, or did, did we just make a bad sign? Well, some people out of Dallas had said that he's better as a three technique and a four three. I've seen instead that. of a five technique and a three four. But I mean, when push comes to shove, when the rubber hits the road, you gotta play ball. You gotta it's football. Yeah, you it's just football. But I, you just haven't seen anything special out of him. It, it, they're not. They're not cutting him. I'm they're not. They're not going to cut him. They're, they're not, not going to cut him. Yeah. One. One thing I did see in that same piece we're talking about is they had uh, Quinn Dunbar on the outside mm-hmm. looking in. That's something I think is a little really? believable. Yeah. I well, mean, think, 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 think about that, it. Think they... about it now. I mean, you have Moreau, who looks healthy. So that's one spot taken up. You have Bre- uh, Breland. You have Norman, and now you have Fuller as your fourth cornerback. So it comes down to Quinn Dunbar. Or Holsey, who yeah. hasn't really looked good, but I mean, I can't see them cutting Dunbar. I I can't see it either. Hosey. I couldn't see it either. But they like Holsey, and he looked good in that first preseason game last week. I didn't really hear much from him, but you're gonna see a big sample size on Sunday night of them both. They're both gonna play a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna play. It's Holsey gonna play teams and be as reliable on teams as Dunbar is. Yeah, that's Dunbar uh, had one of the bigger plays of our season last. I was going to say on that special we, teams. I feel yeah. like we do this a lot. These most recently with these training camps with Dunbar, he doesn't really excel in training camp or in preseason, but he makes plays when it counts. Right. You don't really want to cut players that show up on game day and make plays for you. Because last preseason, he did not look great again. Not at all. He didn't. He was getting roasted. Yeah. I had an argument on Twitter maybe last week with somebody who was trying to slander Dunbar. It was like Dunbar gets cooked. Dunbar's always got to get roasted. I'm like. Dunbar one was a wide receiver two years ago. Never the cornerback in his life is a wide receiver two years ago. Two, what are you expecting out of your fifth cornerback? You know what? If he's on the field, your depth sucks. But exactly. you know what? For for a fifth cornerback, 
He makes plays. He intercepted Eli last year. He was strapping Des the year before that. I mean, what do you expect from the guy? He's he makes more plays than like, I, it's more often that I'm like, oh, that was a decent play by Dunbar than I am disappointed by him. I agree. He made a huge play on that fake punt mm-hmm. versus the Giants. Right. Yep. I mean, that play saved the game. I mean, I think that play only – that drive only results in a field goal. But still, Whoa, I mean – that. What a shock. What a shock. Still. <laughs> <laughs> but still. Kept the Shocker. drive going. That's a momentum shift. Definitely. I'm a Dunbar fan, man. We got to remember, he's like you said, he's he's transitioning from receiver position. He can't expect him to be out here strapping people left and right. He's still adjusting. And right. as far as bottom of your roster corners go – you could do a lot worse. You could do a whole lot worse than Quentin Dunbar. I I would have a hard time keeping Holsey on the fifty three over. Sorry, 50, or is it fifty two? Whatever the 50, hell. Fifty three. Fifty three. <laughs> I'd have a hard time keeping Holsey on the fifty three over Dunbar. Right. I know some teams like Holsey. I mean, some uh, coaches and fans too. I mean, me included. I'm a big Holsey fan. I think that he could be good in time. But you know, maybe we're talking having this conversation next summer. When Breland may have moved on, and you know what, maybe he's your fifth corner, and Look Dunbar's Paul, back. Paul, Paul's already packing Breland's bags. Paul's been Paul's <laughs> been packing Breland's bags since last December. I've been packing his bags since he dropped the mixtape. <laughs> oh, you gonna drop mixtapes, huh? <laughs> you haul truck? <laughs> uh, trust me, ain't no ain't no mixtapes gonna be dropping if you keep seeing Monroe making plays like that. Trust me. Right? No, I mean I think that Breland's been playing better. I think he. Kind of got woken up when he got kicked out of practice when him and Pryor had their little whatever. But I think that the secondary is going to really rely on the push you get and the front front seven and outside linebacker position. I mean, look at Philly. The Philly ha- Philly has a really good D line. They have really good pass rush. Their cornerbacks aren't really good outside of Darby. I, I mean, Sidney Jones, okay. Jones isn't isn't going to play. Jalen Mills isn't good. Ron Brooks isn't good. But you know what? A good D line kind of helps makes them mask. look good. Yeah, yep. that kind of helps mask cornerbacks who are substandard. Is Darby sure. outside or does he play the slot? Outside he plays outside, but Darby, Darby's okay. He's like Darby had a good, a very good rookie season. Yeah, he did. Right, he's been quiet ever since though. He doesn't even. Who is he really facing receiver wise in the AFC East? Besides Juice. Who I know you're not a fan of Juice, so but, but even him, even the two best guys are both slot guys. Oh, he's going to see some Ad, targets Edelman, this right? year. Like Edelman, Edelman and Landry are both slot guys. Yep. We're gonna find out a lot of, out about Ronald Darby. Yep. Real <laughs> early. Because this is you're not in the AFC anymore. Right. Like, you are to going to get some top top receivers. <laughs> Another guy that impressed me. I know he didn't really make a lot of plays. Um. But I was impressed by just seeing the size and speed of Monte Nicholson out there for the first time. Uh, there was one play where, uh, what's his name? Moreau had a really good play on, on coverage. And you saw uh, Monte Nicholson from the other hash mark make a beeline over play. He totally whiffed on the interception, which is, yeah, he did. Which is ridiculous. But you know what? You see the he size, you see the speed, you see the see awareness. The speed, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the type of thing where you say, okay, we're going to take this guy in the fourth round. He is a project. But you know what? You coach him up, you give him a year or two, and maybe he's that free safety you were looking for for a long time. You he's know where a, he can make an impact? On teams this year. 100%. Yep. He is your prototypical gunner. Hey, Him and Moreau are yeah. going to help on teams a lot. Yep. Go, go on the outside, 
when that ball snapped, you just like a bat at hell go get that punt returner. Yep. That's going to be where he makes his mark. If that's what he gives us this year, great. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, size speed. Yeah, I, I hate to say McLuhan pick because I know how much Cliff hates that. But <laughs> Because I, I, can't stand it. I can't stand it. I see you out there, Scott. Shout out. Shout out to my Scott. Man. Cliff's going to hang up the phone. No, because it, because people pick and choose when they do this. Was Terrell McLean a McLuhan guy? No, he's no. a Bruce guy. He's a Bruce guy, right? Because he's not working out. <laughs> Got it. And that's exactly my point. But you know that's how it works. Like, all I hear about is his draft board, McLuhan's draft board. Well, did Bruce followed to- the board. That's how did we he got Jonathan Allen. Did he put together a free agency board? Sure did. He said his number one target was Did Brian. you need a damn board to take Jonathan Allen? Bruce did. I don't think Bruce did. I don't think I don't think they were in the room looking at the board. Like, sh- I'm not trying to shit on your man, Bruce. I know you're a Bruce oh, he's guy. my man. He's my man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't Bruce wait to hey, When we get to week one, we're going to start are, naming Cliff guys, Corey guys, Paul guys. The, there are two, Bruce is my there, guy. There are Bruce is Scott guys. guys. <laughs> there are two Scott guys in this podcast, and there's one Bruce guy. We'll let the listeners decide which one's which. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't be like, oh, he used his draft board. But then here we have Terrell McLean. People talking about he might get cut. <laughs> Whose board did we use for that? Bruce's. Bruce's board. Got it. All right. All Bruce right. made the call. Bruce made the call. Cliff has a, Cliff has a good point. How long was Pia? <laughs> we we can't do Pia this. Here? One year. How long was Pia? Yeah. How'd that I didn't out? get that, Cliff. What was that again? Pia. I'm just kidding. Pia. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, hey, they sometimes it's hit or miss, man. It's, hit or yeah, miss. yeah, it's hit or miss. Yeah, hit or miss. All right, all right. <laughs> that right, right tackle, that right tackle you took. <laughs> hey, Pro Bowl guard, man. Thirty-six hours later, he he's said a Pro he couldn't Bowl play guard. right tackle in the NFL. Hey, he filled the spot, filled the need, filled the need. That guy was getting his ass kicked on Saturday night. By the way, <laughs> I just want to say that for the record. And <laughs> I actually <laughs> like Sheriff. No, Sheriff. I'm, I'm oh. a huge Sheriff guy. Yeah, he was getting his that, ass kicked on Saturday. Right? Well, like I said, you're, you're going against the leverage. Mo- I mean, <laughs> there's not many guards in, in football who aren't going to get muscled by. There are not by many gang. guards in football that were taking top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, he, he was a tackle, so. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, in what world are we okay with a top five guard? He's a football player. Yeah. In the words yeah. of my GM, he's a football player. Well, like your, your if, former GM. If he turns former, out, former. if he turns out to be <laughs> a six, seven-time Pro Bowler at guard, it's fine. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't want Leonard Williams. I'll, I'll never forget sitting in the basement with you two when Sheriff was picked, and I was about to jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Hey, about to jump out the basement window, dog. <laughs> He's about to climb out of it. I was about to jump. I was about to jump up out of the basement window. I mean, <laughs> I was cool with the pick when he was a right tackle. Agreed. And then the second day of camp, he wasn't a right tackle anymore. I was just a little confused, is all. But hey, gotta trust the board, right, boys? Gotta trust the board. The Shout only reason guy. why I wasn't, I hated the pick. It's because you had just been a third rounder on Morgan Moses. Yes, he looked like a bust after year one. But it was only after year one. It ended up being working out for the best because now Morgan Moses is one of the top right tackles in football and Sheriff is a way, Pro Bowl guard next to him. By the way, Team McLuhan, your boy said <laughs> your boy said Hackenberg 
had a 70% chance at being a good NFL quarterback. He doesn't want to shit on any players on Twitter, Cliff. That's all. He's just Corey, being a good guy. Corey, there is never any point in his life that, that Hackenberg will be on any team he coaches <laughs> or GMs unless he's like in the World Football League or some shit. <laughs> he said 70%. <laughs> what was he going to say, 50? Zero. Keep it real. He still also capes pretty hard for Matt Jones. Which, yes. which, I, which I, I can't get past. <laughs> Matt Jones fumbling ass. If Matt could just hold on to the ball, but clearly. you know how important that is. I mean, clearly. right? That's how he made more it important. To on the depth chart. If Steph Curry could only shoot, <laughs> like that's not the most it's important like, thing. He it's has like to do. being a good chef, but every time you eat their food, you get food poisoning. It <laughs> tastes good. Like this restaurant makes great food, but you always get food poisoning from it. <laughs> Right. Matt Jones is a good back. He has the talent. He just fumbles the ball all the time. All the time. Without fail. Without <laughs> fail. It's like, and it's always at the most inopportune time. Oh, driving for a touchdown? Oh, another Matt Jones fumble. fumble. And he misses holes, too. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean to pile on Matt Jones right now, but he also, it, it, he has <laughs> Trent Richardson-like vision. It's ridiculous. He's a Gator. He's a Cliff guy. So, yeah. shout out the Gators. The Gators. Hey, shout out the Gators. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see Michigan on uh, we'll, early September. We'll discuss that next week. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we, we will get into that next week. Hey, wait, that game's next week. Yes, it is. Wow. wow. Yeah, man. College football is back. September is here, man. isn't it? Jeez, just like that. Right. We'll talk about Paul's Mountaineers next week too. Hey, Virginia Tech's coming. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, last time we played VTech, Marcus, I was in the front row and Marcus Vic turned. I swear he was looking right at me and just gives me the bird. I'm like, fuck you, Mike Vic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wonder what that, that crazy kid's up to. Lord only knows. Staying his ass off Twitter. I know that dude. <laughs> oh, every time he hops on Twitter, he's doing something reckless. <laughs> Nobody needs to, to, to ban his privileges. <laughs> All right, we've kind of strayed off topic. I want to move on to a segment called Over Under. I give you guys a scenario. You guys tell me what you think the over or the under is going to be for the 2017 season. Got it? Let's Got get it. it. All right, let's start. Kirk Cousins, over or under 4,700 passing yards. He had 40. What? 4,700? <laughs> like, you like he didn't have 4,900 last year. That'd Before be, Paul that, continues, that Cliff, be a, just, wait, be worse Cliff just gave you the Dave Chappelle. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Dave Chappelle pretended to be Lil John. What? <laughs> How many yards did Kirk throw for last year? 4,900. 4,917 last year. He did. What? Uh, that'd be, yeah, Cliff. Yes, that would be less. It's, he's a stats guy. You know that, Cliff. Come on. That's what I was talking about. 4,900 yards last year. Right. Yeah, but could. But couldn't get a couple more yards in the red zone. I don't know how Corey. I forgot that. Phil, <laughs> <Tell>, man. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that. If that doesn't tell you that that stat is stupid. Exactly. So I'm going to go with the under. Wow. <laughs> he really threw for 4,900 yards last year. 4,900. He, he threw for 800 more yards, but four less touchdowns, which I find to be ridiculous. 
He was better two years ago. Yeah, was he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, his passer rating was one hundred one point six in twenty fifteen, ninety seven point two, which is only four less, but still. I mean, it's... oh, but down the stretch, down the stretch, that guy. Yeah, he was playing better football in fifteen. He was just playing at a, such a higher level. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, Griff. That's the best he's ever Griff's gonna play. Twelve. The last month of Kirk in twenty fifteen was some of the best quarterback play I've seen a rest of the quarterback ever have ever. That, that he was is that was not saying a lot. Point. I sing a lot. <laughs> I think you forgot about the Rex Grossman era. He was pretty hot for a little bit. Oh, oh another Gator. That's why I had to give him a shout out, man. Yeah, you, you, the you, you're, you're talking to a, you're talking to a guy that caped for Patrick Ramsey. <laughs> Kate hard. Who? P Ram Who for P Ram. Shout out to Who my did? man P Ram. Who caped for P- Patrick Ramsey? I, your your boy right here did. <laughs> Oh, you did. No, I, I did. It's making sure you weren't talking about me. I just want to make sure that was clear. Right. But also, I mean, if you consider, I mean, I was came for P-Ram when his competition was Danny Werfel and Shane Matthews and then subsequently uh, Mark Grinnell. I was like, what, you, let's go P-Ram. You guys used to came for Jason Campbell, by the way, who I was never. I definitely did. I was the leader was, of the Campbell. I, was, I, I get on it. People get on me all the time. I was, I was anti-Campbell from the start. I watched that guy at Auburn. Was never, never. That just knows you. We've been so desperate for a quarterback. We'll cape for anyone. That's what we do here as a fan right. base. And that's part of the argument, right? A hundred percent. How can you get rid of a quarterback that threw for forty nine hundred yards? Well, the over would be five thousand yards. Well, <laughs> you can't throw for no five. Under, 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 under. Plus, there's, there's no Deshaun Jackson this year. Under. 5,000 yards. I'm going to give Kirk. Kirk will throw for, I'll say 4,100. Well, 4,100 would match what he did in 2015. Yeah, we're missing we're missing That's the bullet crazy. outside. It's Deshaun Jackson. You know what's crazy is he's going to have every record in team history. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's why the Kirk have takes for him. He's the best quarterback we've ever had. Well, that's because I saw a graphic on Saturday night where they put him next to Tom Brady, yep. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan. So the GOAT, two other <laughs> Hall of Famers, and the reigning MVP. In the words of my man, Eric Johnson, cut the shit. Cut the shit. <laughs> Look, <sighs> that's the thing about those stupid, basic quarterback stats, is they would give you the impression that Kirk Cousins is... A playing at a better level. Do you even, listen? This is the point where I knew the Kirk should have got out of control. Hmm. The week we were playing the Packers in that playoff game, hmm. the Washington Post said their headline the article is, Who would you rather have for the next five years? Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers? I, I was like, I'm done with this. I put I the paper I, down immediately. I can't deal with this anymore. No, the kiss read. of death. The Couldn't kiss read. of death. You guys know how you guys know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers no is the best quarterback I've ever watched. I don't even think it's close. I've never seen a quarterback play that is as physically talented and sh- and consistently shows how talented they are. You, you know, I got to go with the twelve up in New England, but I've, I can't argue that A Rod is one of Brady. the best I've ever seen. Brady's great. He don't throw like like A Rod, man. He A-Rod. doesn't. Can't argue that. The Washington Post asked, "Who would you rather have over the next five years?" That was two years ago. They asked that question. Well, whoever wrote that article, they should have been checked for CTE. Damn, everybody got concussions, Corey, now? Everybody <laughs> <these days? laughs> Mike Jones, uh, Master Test, all got concussions? 
Hey, shout out my man Mike Jones. Good article, man. You good read. Oh, but anybody man. comparing Kirk Cousins and A-Rod just needs to stop. Stop it. Uh, I'm sorry. Now, now I'm keep laughing at Jason Campbell. <laughs> Remember earlier we were talking about uh, Cam Newton and how his country is hell and how nobody can ever understand what he was talking about? <laughs> there were, no, there was one clip where it's in the huddle and it's Santana Moss and it's Jason Campbell and he calls one play and Santana Moss does the DJ Academics Migos like, like what? Like like six times. <laughs> oh, Jason Campbell's little country ass. Oh shit! Yeah, he was country as high. At least from like Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. Jay uh, Campbell. All right, next next over under, over under, thirteen combined touchdowns for Pryor and Doxon. Over. Hmm. Over. And you can push. You can say push. Com- combined, thirteen over. combined touchdowns for Doxon and, and 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 Pryor. Over. You know how many fade routes we're going to run in this red zone this year? We've oh, got to complete something. Fa- Corey, run all, all the, the damn fade routes. routes. Run all, all the, the damn fade, fade routes. routes you want. You want? Have you seen our quarterback throw a fade route? <laughs> so you're ba- you're bashing Kirk again. I I seem to do that a lot. I'm I'm sorry, Kirk. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that people probably think I I despise Kirk and I don't. I'm looking oh, at. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I just, I just think we just, you know, I think there needs to be a level of, a level of context put to his play. Agreed. Last year, how many touchdowns do you guys think the Sean and Garcon combined for? <sighs> Not many. I know it wasn't many. Second. I'll give you guys a second. Not, not a second to Google. Not a second to Google. Nah, I'm not. Right. I'm not Google. No I, I know it wasn't many. Go I know that. Maybe no say, ten, six. Because Deshaun had, I want to say Deshaun had seven. Deshaun had four touchdowns last. Oh year. my god! Combi- they combined for seven touchdowns. I oh knew it was a, I knew it was a low number. Jeez, I'm taking the under on Doxson and uh, Pryor. I'm just thinking because we have these big targets, Kirk. So you have a six-five receiver, a six-two receiver. I mean. <clears throat> well, the thing is, prior six five, he's not six eleven. So, did you see the passes on Saturday night? <laughs> here's why. Here's you. why I'm going to agree with Cliff on this one. I think once you get in the red zone, defenses are going to start scheming for fade routes, and then you're just going to have Reed and Crowder in the middle of the field, just eating, 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 eating. Because I remember I watched the Philly game two weeks ago, and they triple teamed Alshon Jeffrey on a fade route. You're going to have to, I mean, not triple team Pryor and Doxon, but you're going to have to give them special attention. You're going to have to roll safety that way. You're going to have to either double team them or find some way to slow them down because when you have 6'5 and 6'4 and they both can jump out, out the gym, that's what you're going to think is, on, on, is going to come. But then you have to cover right, in the not, middle of the field with two guys who are dynamic in the slot. Usually when, usually when three people are around Alshon Jeffrey, it's because he's lifting off the field and the trainer is there. Right. It's, 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 the, it's the trainer, the head coach, and, and James Andrews. <laughs> But <laughs> literally, but let me say, I mean, if teams are going to really try to stop that fade route, I'm going to tell you right now, by all means, please guard Jordan Reed one-on-one inside the red zone, please. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, guys. I beg you. Guys, I know please I sound like I'm in like a uh, bad mood Kirk-wise, <laughs> but you know what this means. This means a lot of Chris Thompson dump-offs eight yards short of the stick. <sighs> Jeez. Like, that's what's going to be happening. Is we're gonna be inside the five, and he's gonna drop back, 
And he's either going to throw it out back in the end zone if he sees a double team, or he's going to dump it off to someone who gets tackled immediately. Or Jordan Reed's going to have to be like Stretch Armstrong <clears throat> and grab the ball as if he's a seven-footer. Please, you know don't actually, please don't use Jordan Reed and stretch in the same word, please, ever again, man. You know what I, actually, I, think I think of stretch his hamstrings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I actually think might end up being a red zone factor for us is uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. Hey, he's Ooh. a big body. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. He's I think he's the biggest tight end of the group, and it's not even close. Yes. <clears throat> he's let uh, me say that he's Robert Royal the second, man. Cliff, you just want oh to skip God. over Niles Paul like that? What do you mean? How did I skip him over? I mean, because I mean, based on what they're saying out of camp, Niles is uh Niles is I'm sure he is looking a lot. Great. I'm sure he is. Is he six foot five? No, I, I I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But Sprinkle's got to do a lot to get on that field. Well, I mean, I think he's, I think he's, he's short yardage. He's going to have his role. Short yardage goal, goal line. His role is going to be goal line, uh, f- uh, third and goal from the three yard line. And double he's, tight. He's in line, get yeah, double tight, and he's just boxing out a, a outside linebacker or boxing out a middle linebacker because he's six five and weighs two hundred seventy pounds. I'll take it. Whatever, make just make life easier for Kirk. Whatever it takes. We we've been doing that for three years and it hasn't worked, but we'll see. I digress. Oh, bro. <laughs> All right. Next over under. Nine hundred rushing yards for Rob Kelly. Under. Under. <clears throat> well under. 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 Yeah. That's just simple fact because P. Ryan's here. I mean, it's, it's we're about to make a transition. If P. Ryan does what he's supposed to do. <clears> he had 704 yards. Oh, wow. That's not 704. Close. But okay. the good thing is, if you look at his numbers, he had that big game versus the Packers. Mm-hmm. He didn't do much else besides that. He really didn't. Our run game down the stretch was awful. The thing with Rob, we were excited about Rob because one, he wasn't fumbling like Matt Jones. Yeah, and he that would was always the bar. fall forward. That was, I, I mean, sad to say, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bar was not don't fumble. So his first three starts, uh, 87, 97, 137, mm. 20, 20 carries plus in each game. The 137 uh, was versus Green Bay. Yep, Green Bay. Yeah, the last six games, highest total was 76 yards versus the Bears. Struggling. So, mm, he had that great nine pathetic. carries, nine carries for eight yards versus the Panthers. Mm. Mm. That that is that, putrid. <sighs> that is putrid. But nobody showed but, but that. That, that, yeah, that was that was a total organization <laughs> failure. Hey, Monday night in Landover, Maryland, anything happens except a rescue. Was that an organizational Paul, failure? Paul, 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 Paul didn't catch how I said that quarterback included. Oh, I caught it. Yeah, you think I didn't catch that? I didn't comment on it. <laughs> no, that that night think it, was just bad. All I don't around. think that game was an organizational failure. I thought I think some nights. Oh my god! I'm just, just say gonna, most Monday nights. We, we suck on Monday night. Period. We suck on Monday night at home. Period. But also, <laughs> in games where the other team has the reigning MVP. Mm. Our offense just wasn't good enough that night. Period. You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Cliff? The funny thing is that you that, that story you brought up earlier about A-Rod and Kirk, local radio was actually – I remember that week when we played Carolina, folks were like, they rather have Kirk over the reigning MVP. Tell me you guys remember that. They were actually saying that, that they would rather have Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton. I'm not trying to bash Kirk right now, but 
But you might be right. Just to follow up on your point. When he sees that, guys that's like not that even, across that's the field. That's not bashing Kirk. That's common sense. I mean, Agreed. Say what you want about Cam and say what you want about Kirk. If you would rather have Kirk than Cam, then I, I got to just discount your entire football knowledge because you, you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. But I think that's, that's my point, though, is that in those kind of games where you, you're in a playoff, you're in a position to go to the playoffs like we were, and the other team has a better quarterback than you. Mm-hmm. Like a clearly, it's going to be a tough game. Period. Yep. I don't care if that team is five and eight or whatever the hell the Panthers were. When we played the uh, Cardinals, Carson Another Palmer. Game. Carson Palmer didn't have a great season. No, but Carson Palmer was pretty good the year before. Right? Yep. Like Carson, didn't he finish second MVP voting? Yeah, they won yeah, the NFC Championship game. Did, yeah. <laughs> so weeks like that, we can't stamp a win. When it's Kirk versus Cam Newton, we can't. I can't even call it organizational failure. The other team has the reigning MVP at quarterback. So defense actually played game. well that night too, man. Now that I think back to it, that mm, was just... I mean, Jonathan Stewart has only hundred yard a game a season, but yeah, oh yeah, I don't think like, I'm not saying was where they played like top five, but they played well enough to win the game. Offense didn't show up at all. Well, the no, running stuff is standard. And, and they every, everyone put up your and the offense didn't show up, and Keekley didn't even play, and they still didn't show up. Yeah. Yep. New year, though, Kirk. Let's go. New yeah. year. Okay. All right. Next <laughs> over under seven sacks for Junior Gallette. He had ten, in 2014 and 13, he had 12 sacks and 10 sacks for the Saints. But he gave us 12 but sacks. Mind, he's probably going to play maybe at most three quarters of that amount of snaps that he played in those. We should also keep in mind that he is down to Achilles. So. I was going to base this on him being healthy. If he's I healthy, I'm going to say, oh, gosh, it's tough. You, you can say push. You can say push if you want. <sighs> over. I'm wow. going over. Because chances are, my get, I'm just saying, I'm basing this on maybe potentially the offensive line sliding the protection towards Kerrigan and potentially leaving Gallette one-on-one. He wishes. Who wishes? Kerrigan wishes that oh, he was yeah. <laughs> he's getting protection slid over to him because he was that good. I wish it, I wish that happened. I mean, well, with the addition of with with Gallette, if he's healthy, some you would logic would tell you the slide protection to Kerrigan's side, correct? He's the true pass rusher right now who's been on the field. He's not coming off two torn Achilles. He's I ain't sliding one. protection towards any of our pass rushers, if I'm being real. We're gonna block you people straight up because we don't think you know what I mean? Well, to block us straight up. If Galette's healthy, over. Nah, straight. Honestly, if Galette is at like eight, nine sacks, then our team is very good. Yep. Yeah. One, that means that we're leading a lot, so teams are throwing a lot, right? Which is why Galette would be on the field that amount of snaps. I'm going to go under, though. Give me go a number. Under. What you giving him? I'm giving him five and a half. Damn. Gillette would say he could get five in his sleep. Well, great. Good for him. He's been sleeping for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, go, Junior. We believe like, in you. I, I Obviously, the ability's there. I hope he has 20 sacks. Hey. <laughs> we just been wanting him to be healthy. But I think I if he's on the field. Poo. 
Yeah, but I haven't even seen him play. Oh, I feel you, Cliff. I hear you. So I can't I can't say over. I gotta say under. All right. All right. This is one that we kind of touched on earlier when we were talking about the running backs. Over under 150 touches for Chris Thompson. Under. under. Way under. Yeah. Way definitely under. under. That's too much for Chris. It'd be his last season in the league if he made Come on, I don't think I don't think that's that. I mean, I don't think that's that few. I mean, like I said, he had 118 last year on just receptions and 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 rushes alone. What was the number you gave? 100, 150. That means 150. That, that's, yeah. 30, that's 30 more touches for a season. That's only that's two more a game than he had yeah, last year per game. But that means there are games where he gets 20 touches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm hey, gonna go man. under. Hey. He needs to play more. He's our he best does. back. He's our best back. I mean, he doesn't need to play more. What? He definitely See, needs to play more. Yeah, he needs to play more. But how much more? I mean, two touches. That's two a lot more. more. Game isn't a lot. I mean, that's another catch and and rush per game. Sure, but you're looking at that solely on average. Mm-hmm. I mean, that means that there are games where he gets twenty touches multiple times. That's a lot. Has he ever even? I wonder what the most amount of touches he's had in a game that he's in his career. In a That's game, a good question. Yeah, That's I really, I, I'm curious. Well, I, can, I can look that up right now. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. If he can do it, I'd be by all, for all it, means. <laughs> I just question whether he can he can hold up. I, I just don't want to see Chris in a fresh Bradley Bill Joseph A. Banks suit or a Redskins a new warm up. Because here's the thing. If we're being honest, we can't afford to lose Chris Thompson. Not at know. all, man. All right. Nope. J- last year, I- I'm I'm not gonna scroll. Go back to previous years. Last year, his high number of touches in the game was 19 versus Detroit. He had 12 rushes and seven catches. He had a good game that game. I remember had a very good game versus, mm-hmm. versus Detroit last year. But yeah, I mean, he held up. I mean, but I don't think him touching the ball 15, 16, 17 times a game. Because he's shown good durability for the past, past two years. So you have to think on some level, the injury bug is behind him. You have to preserve him because you need him all season. But he needs to touch the ball more because he's your best back. He's your most dynamic back. Uh, I would say touch the ball more as a receiver, not necessarily as a runner. I mean, I mean that's fine. A couple fine. more screen plays. Yeah. Line him up out wide, bubble screen to Thompson. I mean, that's another thing you got to worry about. I mean, he's as good a pass receiver as he is out of the backfield as a runner. He's that good. He has a type of ability. Chris is that dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to keep him healthy. All right. I don't, of, I don't know what we would do if he got hurt. We would I don't either. Trouble. I really don't. Call Pierre Thomas's agent. Oh, uh, Actually, you know what they could probably do is you could probably use Niles Paul out of the backfield more. If you think of if you if, – if it got to that point. They could, could probably use Nas Paul as a receiver of the backfield. I, I wouldn't, that, that, that's I wouldn't, a good point, wouldn't though. That. I mean, he's going to play. A good point. When he plays, he plays out of the backfield or as an H-back. I mean, he rarely plays as an inline tight end anymore. That's just not his, his role. He's only in the backfield as an H-back or he's split out wide. That's his thing. So right. I don't think it's out of the question to see him lined up next to Kirk in a shotgun formation where he's leaking out against a linebacker or a strong safety or something like that. Your best players on the field. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of keeping guys healthy, over under 12 games played by Jordan Reed. Push. 
Right at 12, huh? Yep. Um, damn it, man. As much <laughs> I, want, I, I want to go over, but I, I mean. Reed's my guy, man. I, I love him to death, I mean, but I got to be honest. His most past four years, played nine games as a rookie, 11 as in his second year. 14 was his high watermark in 2015, where he had his best year, 87 catches, 12 last year. Did he played 15, I mean, 14 four, in 2015? Four, 14 yeah. in 2015, and that's just a regular season. He also played in the playoff game, which makes it 15. Do you remember which I mean, game he missed that year? By which, I could tell you. Dang, I didn't know he played that many games that year. Yeah, because down the stretch, he was the only person Kirk was throwing the ball to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Damn. He Damn. was he was great down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, he was killing that. that. That's when we knew. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> He's arrived. <laughs> 15. Uh, uh, I'm going to go. Damn it, man. I don't want to say under. I really don't want to say under. <laughs> I'm going over. I'm going over. Jordan. How many you got him getting, Cliff? Uh, Is he playing a full 16? Let me ask you that. First. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I'm going to go under because oh, I, I just remembered our schedule. We have an early bye, don't we? Yeah, we week five. Week five? So that would mean he has to stay healthy 12 straight games <laughs> or thereabouts. So, <laughs> at, I, I couldn't even keep real. a straight face when you said that. I'm just like, being real. I just don't see it. All right. That's in, my guy. I just don't all right. See in, it. 20, in 2015, he was he didn't play versus uh, the Falcons. Remember that, that, that uh, unfortunate pick six? That was the pick. God damn it, Kirk. And he, he didn't play the Jets the week after that. Okay. Good. Good for him. Because if I remember that Jets game correctly, we were terrible that day. Yeah. But, hey, Breland was Breland had two picks and forced a fumble that game. That was Breland's oh, that was game, game, and we still that... lost by fourteen. You know what game that was? You know what game that was? The it was windy game. Oh my god! I forgot about that. I forgot about that. It was windy. <laughs> I'm going under. Under on it. Oh man. Under. All right, lastly, over under team wins 8.5. I didn't want to do this one yet. <laughs> do you want to say that? <sighs> nah, the question's been asked. The cat's out the bag. 8.5 wins. Are we going over or are we going under? We can go a breakdown next week. I'm not going to give you a number yet, but I'm going to say over. Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to say over. Wow. Um... Shout out to my Kirk fans. I'll be with you guys. I'll explain later. Oh, uh, <laughs> damn it, man. I Come on, Cliff. Pa- there's a part of me that wants to pick us to win the division because everybody has us finishing last. Um, You said eight, it's eight and a half, right? Eight and a half. Under eight. I'm going to go eight mm. wins. Just because... Oh, my, am I going to shit on Kirk again? It's because... <laughs> I just feel like we have an eight-win quarterback at his best. That's just how I feel. I mean, I'm with Paul, the, give me your I'm, number, man. I want to hear your number. What, what you going, Paul? Over? I was going to say something crazy, like 11, some shit. Now, don't, don't give us the win nah. total. Just tell me over or under. I mean, I would – When the schedule came out, when the schedule came out, when the schedule came out in April – I said that this we're in team, trouble. This team, though, I said the team could be better 
but win less games. Just because mm-hmm. I, I still think they're a couple years away from really, really, really competing for the division again. A couple years. I, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, this year and next year. I mean, I think they're they're a season away from now from competing. I mean, I just there's so much change in the offseason with the staff, like- with the receivers. I said they would go seven and nine this year. Now I, I mean, I probably say nine and seven. I'm gonna go over. I would just say this though. Last year there was a thirteen. How many games did the Cowboys win? Fourteen. Thirteen. Thirteen and three. Thirteen. This thirteen team win. Lost the Giants twice and then lost week seventeen in a you know when they just played their backups. Yeah. It was a thirteen win team in our division. So mm-hmm. if you, they, no one's winning thirteen games on division this year. Not this year. So if you will win nine games, you are in the division race. Yep. Oh yeah. But I mean, I also think the Giants are also going to be a ten eleven one team. I mean, whether the Cowboys take a major step back, especially with Zeke out for the first six weeks at this point, I think the Giants are – I think the Giants could probably win the division. I can see the Giants actually winning the, the NFC, but, I mean, that's just – I mean, the Giants is – they're due for a, play, uh, uh, a Super Bowl run because they do that every, like, five or six years. They make okay. a run. They are. They do. Not due for a run. You know why we know they're not due for a run? Because everyone's picking them. Yep. And they never win it when everybody picks and them. And keep picking them, folks. Right, Everyone's please. picking the Giants. Keep picking them. Hey, another thing, Jerry Gillette might get seven sacks just against Eric Flowers because he's yep, he is putrid. <laughs> yep, he is garbage. Their offensive line is atrocious. Can you imagine we had drafted him instead of Brandon Sheriff? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Why would we have taken him? Because we were looking for we were looking for a tackle. Well, you like, know what? He might be able to play right tackle. <laughs> nah, we're not going to do that, Cliff. You can't play left. McLuhan made the- <laughs> I would tell you right now, if, if we took a left tackle who showed up and said, I can't play left tackle, move me to right, we would have been in panic. I don't think Flowers is good. He isn't good. Left or right. He isn't good. He gets dogged. Granted, he goes against Olivier Vernon everyday practice and JPP, so it's easy to get dogged. But he gets dogged by Miles Garrett. But don't you think that would make you Damn, better dog, by going so against Olivier Garrett? Garrett? In JPP I mean, every day? I was, like, I was the first pick in the draft. I mean, he gets dogged by everybody, though. It's, it's not just those two. I mean, I was just using an example. Last night, he didn't look great. But he also looks bad all the time. If you follow any of the beat uh, reporters for the Giants, all they can talk about is how bad <laughs> Eric Flowers looks against everybody. What pick did they take Flowers against? Ten. Yeah, ten overall ten. pick. Good ten. pick, Giants. That was Way a great to go. pick. Great pick. Love it. Love it. Great pick. I Love think it. they won a sheriff. But then they were going to reach they for sure, him. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. They thought they, he was going to fall. Did he, well, you know what? That would have been interesting because he would have showed up, couldn't play right tackle. They would have had a right guard and no tackle still. <laughs> right. Hey, I don't know who the right side of our defense is going to be week one, but they better – I mean, not week one. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But they better eat against DJ Fluker and Eric Flowers because that is that might be the worst left side of a line, definitely in the division and maybe in the league. It's the worst line in the division, easily. Oh, it's I think, not, I think well, they well, made a great you have, selection. You had three, three of the O lines in this division are top ten, and then they the moved, Giants are way at the bottom. They moved Lane Johnson to left tackle, correct? Um, no, I, or did I, I, I imagine? No, that? I think no, I think Peters is still the left tackle. Yeah, Peters is still left. All right, so I made that up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but the, the Eagles have a good line. I would say the Eagles line might be better than ours. I mean, don't tell any Eagles fans I said that, especially not Mark Fisher, but 
their D-line, I mean, their O-line is very, very good. I mean, they have Peters, who is still doing his thing. Lane Johnson might be the best right tackle in football. They have what's the, Brandon Brooks, who had a really, really good season. I mean, they're solid. Uh, still have uh, Jason Kelsey. He's taking a step back, but he's still a top top shelf uh, center. He's still good. I'm going to go ahead and say this for you, Cliff. You know who they still have too, Paul? Who? Carson Wentz, a quarterback. Hey, everybody doesn't hate on Carson Wentz as much as y'all do. I mean, I don't think he's good, but I'm also not going to sit there and say he sucks yet. He sucks. Did you read, <laughs> did you read that Key and Fahey article I sent you? I did. I did. And he's terrible. Hey, Fahey is rarely wrong, man. He, Fahey, Fahey is a he's kind of a, a softy online. He kind of like likes to block people and, and hold petty grudges, but he's rarely wrong about his quarterbacks. Now, you know I who hates he, Fahey? Kirk Pive. Oh, yeah. They despise <laughs> him. I, I think it's because he's not from this country. He's talking about football. So people don't respect his opinion as much. The people Which that don't ridiculous. really understand what he's saying. Right. He also he also talks about quarterbacks in a way that is very different than what you hear on TV. He breaks down every angle of it, which is great. That's what you want. Like the stuff about accuracy and throwing percentage. He wrote an article about Cam Newton comparing with Steph Curry because Cam Newton's completion percentage numbers are always very low. And you always hear people say, "Well, he's not accurate." And I'll say it because Oh, he has a 59% completion percentage. But then they're they're just ignoring the fact that he throws the ball downfield all more the time. than everybody else. More than anyone else. By I think by far, too, right? Yeah, by, by far. far. I feel like every time I see Cam, he's throwing it 50 yards down the field. Bradford set the record for completion percentage. Bradford never throws the ball downfield. <laughs> he's the real captain check down. Kirk, what, what was Kirk's completion percentage? Like 68% one year? He's com- something like that. Last Wasn't year, it something crazy? Well, last year or the year before? Yeah. Last one year, of the two seasons. 2015, year, it, I think it, it was, was a better one. Right? It was 67 even last year. It was 68.67. It was 69.8 the year before that. Mm. So just about 70. Think about that. Then everybody sees that and they're like, he's so accurate. But he exactly. really isn't. He just. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly my point. I mean, zero to ten yards, I expect you to make a completion. You should be doing that. Keen Fahey had Wentz down as 31 interceptable passes, man. Oh, um, That's two a game, man. <laughs> there were some games hey, he, he had four. Hey, They've he, already crowned him in Philly, so that's he, fine. No, Eagle, right Eagles, Eagles High will say, oh, he had bad receivers. He had bad receivers. No, no, interceptable. This has nothing to do with the receiver. I, this is I, you. Well, I know that, but I'm just telling you what <laughs> Eagles fans will say. But my thing is, like, did they watch him play? Did they actually watch Carson Wentz play? Oh, man, come on. I mean, that, that's how every fan base is. I'm sure that. No. No. If, a, a, how every Paul, fan if base we had taken Carson Wentz and he played the way I saw him play, like, the last 10, 12 games of last season, our fan base would have been in full panic. <laughs> full bone blown panic. Did the Eagles start out like three and one or four? They and did, one? and they were they it, were yeah. losing their minds. That's when oh, the hype train oh, started. Because yeah. remember they beat the Browns week one and they the thought Steelers. that was an accomplishment. They beat the Bears on Monday night next week. And, and then they beat the crap out and, of the Steelers. And, and then somehow beat the crap out of the Steelers. Yeah. And and that was the Carson Wentz game. And then oh, yeah. he's a star. Even yeah. though he was just dumping the ball off all game. Yeah. Then they, you know, went to Detroit, lost to Detroit, and then came to D.C. and got waxed. And then the floodgates opened. 
Yeah. If hey. look, they gave up a lot to get Carson Wentz. If Griffin's rookie season was Carson Wentz's rookie season, our fan base would be disgusted. Damn, disgusted. <laughs> Dude, I kept telling you guys during the year, Carson Wentz is playing like EJ Manuel. This guy's not good. Damn, EJ Manuel. Not only is he inaccurate, he doesn't throw the ball downfield. His downfield ball isn't at, like he just looks the part. He definitely looks the part. He's Got a essential, great throwing motion. Straight out of central casting, man. He looks like a, a he looks like a quarterback in a movie. Yep. I mean he plays I, like a quarterback in a movie too. I don't know how I don't know how good he's gonna be. I, I just don't know how you could assume as an Eagles fan that he's gonna be good when he threw 14 touchdowns and 14 picks as a rookie. And he only threw like 500 career passes in college. Like, how could you even evaluate? I don't know how an Eagles fan mm. could tell me he's good when they've never even seen the guy play football. So he, not one down. So he put put that Eagles jersey on. Not one down. I, you, they know damn well they didn't watch. But they scream like State he's games. the second coming of Joe Montana. Somebody on on Twitter a while ago had said that he was a combination of Steve Young and Ben Roethlisberger. Ben like, Roethlisberger. Don't don't you, don't you ever. Ever in your life again. So basically, just, he's, you, so he's the best quarterback ever. Disrespect two, two Hall of Famers. Ben's going to Hall of Fame. By comparing him to Carson Wentz. I'm not saying Wentz is going to be bad. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying don't do not do that. That's ridiculous. It's it's Those got hot takes that makes me want to stay on social media. That's just You just <laughs> called him the best quarterback ever then. Literally. Saying? I mean, it's the Eagles fan base. They're not really that intelligent. Come on, let's. I mean, I'm taking shots well, at them. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Actually, they're, I don't, I don't know. Not really Eagles, bright. I hate Eagles fans. At least Eagles fans are fun to argue with. I can't take the arrogance of the Giants and Cowboys fans. They are, to me, they're the worst. And it's not even but close. Eagles fans talk the most, and but they it, don't even have a trophy it, in the case. I don't even think they have a trophy case at their headquarters. They've oh. never sniffed a Lombardi. Right. <laughs> ever. No, <laughs> Mark was talking the other day. For all the listeners, I have a friend named Mark Fisher, and he is the biggest Eagles troll you'll ever meet in your entire life. He was talking about Daniel Snyder. I was like, you know what? Daniel Snyder might be an asshole, but you know what he sees every morning when he's walking to his, his office? Trophies. What does Jeff Lurie see? Do they have a, <laughs> do, do they have a do they have a do-it-yourself Philly cheesesteak hot bar where the trophy case should be? They have a trophy case and it just has a piece of veteran stadium. <laughs> <laughs> A piece of the carpet from Veteran Stadium when yeah, the Bucks rock hard carpet from the from when the Bucks closed that stadium yeah. in typical Eagles fashion with a blowout L, mm. a piece of the jail cell they had in Veteran <laughs> Stadium. Jeremiah Trotter still game. on the sidelines wondering what the fuck happened. Uh, the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles had a season where they claimed they had a super team. Remember that? Yep, Vince Young crowned them. And Namdi, Namdi. It was not who was on it was Nobby, it was Vince Young. Who else did they have? I don't remember who they had that year. Did they have Javon Curse or was he already out of the No, league? they had no was they had curse. Year. They had curse. They had curse? Had curse. Javon Curse, man. Javon Curse was a great player. That he was. I mean, you're gonna I mean, here we go with the Gator shit again. I didn't say anything about the Gators, man. You brought them <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring them up. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring him up. <laughs> yeah, see you week one. <laughs> Getting our brooms ready. Back to the dustpan you go. Hey, Kirk owns you guys. So, they, they, think, of, they, think about that. Kirk, yeah. Kirk owns one team and one team only, and it's y'all. How does, how does that feel? 
Just think how we're going to sound on this podcast if Kirk shits the bed week one. It's it's he owns the Eagles and the Indiana Hoosiers or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're cr- the come Indiana on, Kirk. Hoosiers. Hold us down, please. You got some nerve. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh any chance Kirk? Let me ask you this: Any chance Kirk shits the bed versus Philly? Of course, of course. Did yeah, you see say, him on Saturday. But night? we're saying he owns. Philly. So once he sees them, it should be standard well, procedure. He's, he's played against them six times. He's five and one, and the one game he lost was the game where he balled out with Deshaun. Deshaun's first game back. Yeah, yeah. He threw one one bad pick because you know he does that sometimes. And, and, and that Boston <laughs> game was that the game that we got we got into a brawl with them when Baker went. Yeah, that, that's when, that was the brawl. When, when when Baker sent Nick Foles back to 2010. Yeah, and all hell broke loose. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they were the, that's his only loss versus Philly in six starts. And he had – I mean, he had a 400-yard game. Yeah. Let's go, Kirk. Let's go, Kirk. Anyway, that's all we have for you guys tonight. Thank you for being with us once again. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 50GetBlog and on Facebook at Facebook.com. Guys, tell where to find you on social media. At YoungHef underscore 21 – guys know me hail to the redskins that cliff guaf same old stuff i don't talk too much skins on there though sorry folks right hey i I say that for the season for all you eagles fans come for me please i'm here for you yeah uh no the 50 gut blog the twitter feed has been a little more political lately than than most but considering the the climate lately you can't blame me just uh if it's not your cup of tea, just uh It's not political, it's anti-racist. Ding ding ding. And if you and if, <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, yeah, you might just just go ahead and unfollow. Then feel you, free you, you, you unfollowing. You won't be missed. <laughs> hey, hey, let's call Spade Spade here. If, if you have a problem with anti-racist on the on the Twitter feed, just hey, I'm not your cup of tea. Just go ahead and follow. <laughs> you, you won't be missed. Straight up. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll see y'all later. Holla. Holla.